0: Business, government, religion, family issues, and more. Find it all right here on 89.3 KEYK Osage Beach, Missouri.
1: Stacey Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo news cut for Friday, October twenty eighth. Big news from Big Thunder, the boating powerhouse, announced this week their plans for a new three hundred million dollar tourist oasis next to the Grand Glaze Bridge in Osage Beach. The oasis at Lakeport will feature year round entertainment, offering twenty acres of amusement rides and attractions, along with hotels, restaurants, amphitheater, marina, and boardwalk. They're planning roller coasters thrill and family rides and a 200 foot tall Ferris wheel. They plan to break ground in the first quarter of 2023 for an opening in summer of 2024. The sinkhole outside of Doctor's Lawn and Landscape appears to be re-emerging and Modot says it may need more repairs. The sinkhole first appeared in August of this year and was found to be approximately 10 feet wide and 25 feet deep with a cavern running along State Road TT. MoDOT repaired the hole, but after heavy rains, the sinkholes shown up again. According to Sunrise Beach Fire Protection District, MoDOT may have to add additional material to fill the hole. Lake Regional Health System is closing the hospital's two pharmacy locations, in Lori and Lake Ozark. The pharmacies closed permanently this week. Lake Regional says the move allows them the best to best use their resources to meet their patients' needs. Going forward, Lake Regional patients will need to tell their provider their preferred pharmacy. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating and the lake life, lakeexpo.com.
0: Helping out the community is as simple as joining the Key Radio team. Right now, Key Radio is looking for an individual to spread the good news about community radio at the Lake of the Ozarks. The job involves talking to local businesses about supporting our mission. You decide how much you'd like to work and get a commission for the work that you do. Sales experience is preferred but isn't required. We need you, and so does our community. Contact Bill Munhausen at 573-2800-532. Key Radio KEYK is an equal opportunity and
2: I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday, TGIF, big day for baseball fans, World Series Game 1, goes tonight, National League and American League champions showdown for the world title the philadelphia phillies are there representing the national league the phillies the sixth team since 1969 to get to the world series after a mid-season managerial change phillies are nine and two in these playoffs so far the alcs champion houston astros seven and zero in these playoffs astros fourth trip to the world series in six years and their second in a row so here we go of course a best of seven series. Hockey play last night. St. Louis Blues looking to break a two game losing streak. Blues lose again their third in a row. So after winning their first three of the season, the Blues have lost their last three. And even 500 on the year, they look to get back on the winning track at home tomorrow against Montreal. Usually this time of the year, we're talking high school football first. And foremost, and there are high school football playoff games tonight, but both Camdenton and Osage have first-round buys tonight. So the 8-1 Lakers, ranked number four in the state, will play the winner of the Glendale-Rolla game. Glendale and Rolla playing tonight. Camdenton will play the winner next Friday. Osage watching to see who wins the Buffalo-Clinton game tonight. The Indians, winners of six in a row, will play the winner between Buffalo and Clinton. Eldon looking to break a six-game losing streak tonight at Southern Boone. Versailles is at 5-4 Fair Grove tonight. College football tomorrow. It is Mizzou looking for their second straight win at South Carolina. MSU will be home to 0-7 Western Illinois. Georgia, ranked number one in the country. Then comes Ohio State, Tennessee, Michigan, Clemson, and then Alabama, TCU, and Oregon. So there are your top teams right now in college football. Of course, the Chiefs are off this weekend. No game. They have their bye week, Chiefs 5-2, and two, after the nice win in San Francisco last week. The only undefeated team in the NFL, Philadelphia. The Eagles how about those surprise giants? They are six and one now. Hey, you got to check out what's burning on Lake TV every day, 7:02 a.m., 5:02 and 11:02 p.m. It is absolute greatness. Lake TV bringing you five local Lake Area shows. Got to check them out. And keep in mind, coming this winter, we've got high school football games for you. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90. If you don't get como don't worry about it you can watch lake tv absolutely free on roku and streaming live all the time at mylake tv.com i'm chris schneider with your key radio lake tv sports update for
0: this friday portions of our programming on key radio made possible thanks to lake tv
3: lake tv is your hometown local tv station featuring cup of coffee with will and chris What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and, of course, the annual Lake of the Ozarks shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and, of course, online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV.
4: This is Bill Munhausen for Orion Center Expo. One of the perks of running a museum is access to old artifacts, in this case a fascinating 1937 travel book by American George T. B. Davis, Seeing Prophecy Fulfilled in Palestine. The Bible records that the land was given to the Jews by God 4,000 years ago. Then the Jews were exiled, but God promised restoration. We've seen the prophecy unfold in our lifetime. The author wrote, The fulfillment of Old Testament predictions proves beyond any doubt that it divine inspiration of God's word. God is working wondrously in Palestine and surely wants people to know what he is doing. Not only Arabs, but atheists also oppose the tiny nation of Israel for one reason. They believe the destruction of Israel proves the Bible to be wrong and therefore validates their own worldview. That's why they oppose Israel. But the continuation of Israel is a testimony that God is alive and will prevail.
0: like to become a content provider, simply contact the Lake's community radio station at 89.3, the key. All right, well, here we are. It is 809. Thank you for joining us on another outstanding day at the Lake of the Ozarks. My goodness, it is just so much fun to be alive and live at the lake, don't you know? (laughs) And I'll tell you that uh, I think the uh, the days are just going to keep getting better and better and better as we take a look at what's going on with our uh, wonderful weather forecast how about it folks a day to uh, enjoy and have a little sunshine in that forecast for you as well we'll hit a high today of 66 a low tonight of around 40 plenty of sunshine today partly cloudy tonight right now we are at uh, 41 in Osage Beach 37 in camdenton 64 with some clouds tomorrow showers and mainly showers in the morning with a high of 59 on sunday still a great weekend i mean come on lots to do more exciting stuff and of course as we get ready for halloween on monday mostly sunny a high of 68 sunny and 73 on tuesday mostly sunny and 71 on wednesday partly cloudy and 73 on Thursday. Then we get back to uh, high school football action. It will be the Camdenton Lakers and or the Rottable Dogs or Glendale Falcons at the JOD on Friday night, the second round of district play. See how those uh, Lakers are going to fare. I know they played uh, Glendale for their final regular season game and didn't fare well, but I would say that uh, at this point anyway, it is probably going to be a situation where the uh, Lakers learned a lot, and they're going to come out swinging on Friday night, November the fourth. Eight ten is our time. Current uh, lake level at six fifty seven point zero one. River level at five fifty one point six four. And that surface water temp at sixty four degrees. And we are ready to uh, talk with our good friend Miss Bev Allen. She is joining us this morning. Concerned Women of America for Missouri. Bev, how are you this morning? What's going on? Let's see if we can get her in here. I think she's in here. Let's try again. How about that, Bev? Can you hear me now? Oh, Bev. (laughs) Is she there? Let's see here. Maybe we lost her on the uh, initial run. She should be there. Let's see if, uh, if she's back with us here this morning try one more time how about now Bev you got us well I think what we need to do is probably have her give me a call back so I am going to uh, kick the call off here and then give her an opportunity to call us back so we can talk about some things going on with the uh, concerned women of America our for America rather of Missouri She's got a lot to on the agenda, obviously, voting being one of those things that we want to talk about with her this morning. Let's see if we've got her on the line. Bev, are you with us? Huh. I'm wondering what the problem is here this morning. Bev, are you there? Huh. I don't hear her. And I wonder why that is. Well, let's do this. Let's do this. huh? Bev, I think you're going to have to give us a call back. Give me a call back at 573 633 five, And we will wait to get her back on the horn here this morning. See if she needs to just uh, pick up the phone and dial us up again. We had her in here. We are on, let's see here, hold on, maybe what we'll do is just uh, start from scratch. Hang on just a moment, let's see if I need to do things on this end here, I might have gotten disconnected myself. That is always a possibility. Let's see if we got a call back here. There's that one. Let's see if Bev is there. Deb, are you with us? See if she can give us a call back now. We are where we need to be. And so I don't know if we lost her in transition or not. Huh. Craziness with this phone system, but I'll tell you what, it, 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 it is working. Whether you think so or not. Let's see if she can give us a call back here this morning. There she is. All right, let's see if we can squeeze her in here. Bev, are you with us?
5: I am. I don't know what's been wrong. I've been (laughs) on and off the line for the last 10 minutes.
0: (laughs) I know you have. So we got you now, so we're glad to have you with us on this Friday morning. And as I was telling folks, uh, probably one of the things we're going to be focusing on is uh, voting in that uh, general election on November the 8th. And uh, a a lot of things to talk about this morning, so uh, feel free to jump in anywhere that you like, and uh, we'll begin our conversation.
5: Great. It's good to be here. Well, um, since I'm kind of coming in here cold, I guess, you know, we're all looking forward to having November 8th come up and um, lots of victories for freedom and the people choices as we've been going over the last couple of months, um, you know, in August, we've pretty much decided who the candidates are going to be right. because most of the districts, you know, in Missouri are pretty much partisan. Mm-hmm. I think there's about 12 House rep districts and one Senate district in the St. Louis area are kind of up for grabs. But the majority is not in Bepperdine, probably not even the supermajority that the Republicans hold at the state capitol. Um, so now we're focusing seen you know here recently on the judge retention and the um, ballot issues that are going to be on the ballot in November, we talked about the ballot issues, so I think everybody squared away on them, and the judge retention vote. Um, many, well, I guess most of the ca- counties in Missouri uh, are like Camden and Warren County, where we elect our circuit judges here by party. Mm-hmm. party, mm-hmm. and we can, you know, we can question the judges and such, but in 1945, in our 1945 adoption of our Missouri Constitution, um, the Missouri Nonpartisan Court Plan was adopted within that, and so there are certain circuits, mostly St. Louis County and St. Louis City, and Jackson and Platt and Clay and Green County, um, those circuit judges are appointed by the governor, Sort of, <laughs> because I think most people when they hear that the governor appointed a person to fill a vacancy at the circuit level in these circuits or at the Missouri Supreme Court level or the appellate courts here in Missouri, they think federally, you know, we remember, you know, the president appoints and the Senate confirms, and we do that on most every other department um, um, appointment that our governor here, in Missouri, makes, but in the courts, it's different because the commission, made up of a majority of attorneys, um, three at, this, at the uh, uh, Missouri and appellate—I'm sorry, Missouri Supreme Court and appellate court level—three of the members of this seven-member commission are appointed by the Missouri Bar Association. Three are lay people appointed by the governors on staggering you know, um, terms. And then the seventh person is the Chief Justice of the Missouri Supreme Court. So they choose three names to give the governor when there's a vacancy that occurs, and the governor has to choose from those three names. And if the governor doesn't choose from those three names within 60 days, the commission gets to pick the person to fill that slot. Mm so they, uh, you know, they they told the people, well, you know, you'll still have an, you'll still be able to weigh in on this individual because they will be up for retention votes, and we're seeing over the, you know, the last 80 years that this has been in place, only four judges have not been retained during the retention votes, and then when you don't retain a judge, the people doesn't don't really have. Um, the ability to fill that spot, they have to go back to the same system that gave us the bad judge in the first place. So anyway, so it's really unfortunate, but I try to teach the people so that in the years to come, we can make a change to the Missouri non-partisan court plan, mm-hmm. um, because most Missourians don't under, don't know it. I didn't know it until you know, about 20 years ago, and then I learned about it, I thought, this is awful. <laughs> so anyway... So, um, so really, um, so when it comes to retention, vote vote your conscience. You can go to we have we have a voting. Oh my gosh, we have a wonderful um, uh, array of voting helps and includes the front line, which has the bios of every judge that's up for retention this November. So usually, you know, you go to who appointed the judge, and you can go by that, you know, the governor's worldview, but doesn't always work but at least it gives you something to go by and just know that in the years to come when you hear about the misery plan and changes we want to make to it listen up because we want to make some good changes
0: well that's very true and uh, something else that i see here this morning that we want to discuss is the uh, most recent uh, filing from our secretary of state jay ashcroft Uh, Some new rules came out on Friday, October the 14th, to protect our children from age-inappropriate materials in libraries. And one of the things that they want to do is they want to make sure that if kids go into a library that they're not uh, able to obtain certain materials that uh, may uh, alter their brains a little bit, I guess, is the best way to do that. And so the Secretary of State has said that if libraries don't, Uh, meet the standards that he is putting out there, uh, then there's a good possibility they will lose their funding. And um, how do you view this? I kind of think I know how you do, but uh, let's talk about this a little bit.
5: Well, I'm so very grateful for our Secretary of State taking a stand because I had no idea that the Secretary of State had, that um, that this department had, any um, ability to control the funding over our public library. Right on. So that was a learning experience in itself and that he's taken the opportunity to do what um, his department can do in this case because we see um, parents all over Missouri taking action in their own school board to protect the child's mind, you know, and they call it banning. It just drives me crazy because that's what the other side does. They they, um, um, have these... Labels for us, and it really is wanting to put the um, the choices back in common sense it was in the parents' hands. Of course, especially at the school libraries, that you can't check out um, questionable books unless your parents have have agreed to it. But um, my goodness, we should come to we should be able to come to some kind of consensus of what is good literature right. out there for the children I mean if you know uh, we want to um, you know uh, ban well, listen to me I just said that word we want to limit the um, the parent um, choices that are out there because the modern stuff is just seems to get more and more <laughs> um, woke and then the other side would want to limit the right Side of things, you know, um, but there's a there's a middle. I you mean, know, we uh, the great classics, you know, um, literature should I always say makes you should make you want to be better than you want than you want to be on your own. Mm. Uh, we should aspire to being our better self because we are sinful creatures, <laughs> and we need people around us that will encourage us to be better than what we really want to be. And literature play has always played a big part. In that, And in recent years, we have just um, succumbed to the modern thought, which is pretty much abusing the, like you said, the mind of the young person, sexualizing them. And this all goes back to Kinsey. So I, I am grateful that the Secretary of State has done what he can do in this regard. And then um, to please sign up for our email alerts, because uh, November 15th is when the comment period starts. We will have a link to the comment um, line, so you can just go right ahead and pluck in your um, comments on on this new rule, and that will be open for thirty days. So please sign up with um, Janet Dabs, our our um, communications coordinator, to get our email alerts if you not if you don't mm-hmm. already get them.
0: Now th- there is a comment period for people to. Uh, Uh, to be a part of the discussion here when it comes to what the Secretary of State has put out. And uh, that comment period opens up on November the 15th. It says here uh, people can uh, go, I guess, to the uh, Missouri Secretary of State's website and leave their thoughts. They'll begin accepting... Uh, Comments on Tuesday, November the 15th. The deadline for commenting is Thursday, December the 15th, 30 days. The Joint Committee amending rules must approve these proposed new rules. Once approved, they will become policy. So that is something that people need to keep in mind, obviously, to go and uh, let their voices be heard. Because I would imagine an overwhelming amount of support will help the uh, Secretary of State make his decision and this uh, committee make their decision based on... What uh, the people of the state of Missouri are telling them, let's talk about the c w a of Missouri Camden County Chapter meeting. It's going to be on uh, Tuesday, November the fifteenth at the Sunrise Bible Church in Sunrise Beach, Missouri, and what is going to be going on there Well Goodness oh now see, that's not us this morning. that is not us. And I don't know why this is doing it. Let's see if we can get her back on here. For some reason now, it looks as though that the uh, session has timed out. So if we can uh, get her back on here. Hang on just a second. I don't know what in the world the deal is. Welcome, host. You are now in the host room uh-huh. and can manage your callers from the Collin studio web interface. There you go. Let's get uh, let's get Bev Ayland back on here. We've got uh, we've got some time. I think we might we might even keep her around. Bev, are you still with us? I am. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what is going on this morning. Some some weird happenings. Some weird things. Uh, the radio. grammar. Well, I tell to... you, the
5: enemy is yeah. You know, the enemy is at work and all the technology <laughs> and um, uh, because um, the movie that Janet will be showing next month will be um, is just. A biblical approach to our sexuality, because uh-huh. obviously, that is center at the war, and the other side is using that to corrupt the minds of our young people. And you know, we mentioned earlier that Kinsey, you know, his report his fraudulent, <laughs> criminal <laughs> report on sexual behavior in the human male and human female, back in the um, late 1940s and early 1950s, um, was to convince people that children are sexual from birth and we need, they need to explore their sexuality from, from the very beginning. And um, so, anyway, so this brings us back to the biblical roots of who determines our sexuality and where it takes place um, for the best. You know, years ago at the Capitol, we had an event uh, because there was um, a high school coming up from St. Louis area to lobby our General Assembly to add sexual orientation. And this is just sexual orientation back mm-hmm. then. They didn't even have the gender identity clause in there until the last five years. So a high school group was coming up to um, lobby to add sexual orientation into the non-discrimination clause here in Missouri. And so we kind of um, staged a counter to that, and our our theme was purity, not promiscuity. So we got a lot of comments and questions about the buttons that we were wearing, um, but we said as Concerned Women for America, we support... God's plan for sexuality, and that means one man and one woman in marriage. That's where you're protected from dysfunction, disease, and all those things that um, promised beauty can bring. And that I had hoped that it would take the pressure off of us being bigots against anything outside of the heterosexual sphere, because really um, God's plan um, that works is within marriage. Anything outside of that lends to um, problems. Mm-hmm. And um, so anyway, so this is a wonderful um, movie um, regarding God's plan for sexuality it would benefit and and help the Christian to understand the battle that we're facing, and um, and even the non-Christian could understand um, the benefits that God has planned. I've always said, you know, for years that, you know, our country became great because Our statutes were based on God's principles and laws from the very beginning, and as a Christian, I can look to God's Word to know what's right and wrong. Um, The non-believers would look to the state or federal statutes to know what's right and wrong, and as long as those kind of matched up, everybody did well, because God's principles work. Um, but we've been pulled off of his principles for the last 80 years, and now we have chaos. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I would just in, invite the people in the Lake area to come out and, on, on that night and to, to see this movie and to plug in with Concerning Women for America there in the lake and um, be involved because um, we know it's a spiritual battle, but we do have to pray and then act. And I know that at the local level, you know, with the school boards and the county commissions and the um, small city boards of aldermen and mayors, all is such important places for individuals to be involved. And then it goes from there to the state and to the federal
0: level. So uh, go, these are exciting times. Yes, yes, they are. I want to go back to this joint committee amending rules. Do we know who's mm-hmm. on this joint committee? Do you have any idea who's on the joint committee?
5: Well, you know, I just was looking that up because I have attended the um, – um, committee hearings in the past, but I haven't done so recently. Right now, I'm looking at it, and it looks like it's um, through this year. It'd be Representative Alex Riley from Springfield area. He's the chairman. Senator Bill White is the vice chairman. Senator Bob Anders, Senator Holly Rader, um, Senator John Rizzo, um, Senator Barbara Washington. Um, okay. Uh, our the Senate members and then we have representative Ben Baker, representative Peter Meredith, representative Lewis Riggs and representative David Smith. So we have one, two, three, four. Well, we have, yeah, four Democrats on there and then one, two, three, four, five, six, six Republicans mm-hmm. on there. So I'm going to, um, pay attention to when they meet and, and be there because they, they do, well, they re- review the um, even the vaccination rules and stuff. So any rules that come through the Missouri departments, um, they get to review. And that's another opportunity for the people to weigh in. So I will let you know as soon as I know they're going to be meeting again, um, and then we can um, let people know about that, and they can even show up and and watch watch the fireworks. So (laughs) watch what's going on here in in, um, Jefferson City.
0: I think you're probably right. It is eight thirty. Bev Allen, our guest, the uh, director of the Concerned Women for Missouri. I'm sorry, Concerned Women of America for Missouri. Our Concerned Women for America of Missouri. I'll get it right eventually because I'm sitting here keeping an eye on this phone, making sure it doesn't. Uh, Uh, mess with us (laughs) anymore during this this conversation, but I will tell you that uh, I appreciate your time as always, and uh, if folks would like to get more information, you can visit the CWA of Missouri Facebook page or their website uh, mo.cwfa.org or email. CWA of Missouri State Director uh, Bev Aalen at director at or call 314-608. 0-1-6-8. I think what's coming up uh, as far as the comment period for what the Secretary of State has proposed is uh, very important. I think a lot of parents need to make sure that they weigh in on this. And uh, the public comment begins on November 15th, runs for 30 days, wraps up on uh, the 15th of December. And again, go to the Secretary of State's website. It will give you all the information you need uh, as far as uh, making comments and what you think about our children having limited access or maybe no access at all to certain types of uh, in uh, well they say it's age inappropriate material bev and then uh, if these libraries are still uh, in the process of, of of allowing kids to come in and, and and look at whatever they want then they could very easily and uh, if this thing goes through they will lose their funding and we know libraries in this day and age are probably uh, I don't know if libraries are as popular as they once were or not, but uh, I'm sure they don't want anybody messing with their funding, you know?
5: Well, the American Laws, um, I mean, sorry, the American Library Association really has gone woke, and now the parents are awakening to that fact, and they're fighting back. So it's, um, it, it's the appropriate thing to do because we assume and again, age appropriate. That's, right. that's a pretty subjective <laughs> line, but we had to be involved. That's all we all I can say is to stay involved and protect your children.
0: Yes, ma'am. Well, as always, thank you for your time. I appreciate it, and we look forward to hearing from you in a couple of weeks. So it uh, will more than likely be on the other side of the uh, well of the uh, general election on November the eighth. And uh, I know, as always, you encourage folks to get out and vote. Yes. Thank
5: you. Have a great
0: day. Thanks. You as well. Bev Allen, the uh, Director for Concerned Women for America of Missouri. It is 8.33 still to come on the program this morning. We'll talk it over with Dave Maupin. Dave will join us. Uh, he should be in studio. He was gone last week, but... He uh, will return his triumphant return coming up at 910 this morning. I'm sure one of the things we're going to be talking about is the most recent Camden County Commission meeting that uh, discussed uh, where they discussed these uh, renovations for the courthouse and the cost. And we'll uh, talk with Dave about that. Plus, we'll take your phone calls on the other side of our information break here at the bottom of the hour. We've got information from our media partners. They include Stacy Johnson with LakeExpo.com, your trusted news source. And on top of that, we will also be talking or rather hearing from Chris Schneider. He's got a check of sports and, of course, the uh, good folks that help support us as well at Lake TV. You are listening to The Daily Show on Key Radio.
1: Stacey Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo news cut for Friday, October 28th. Big news from Big Thunder, the boating powerhouse, announced this week their plans for a new $300 million tourist oasis next to the Grand Glaze Bridge in Osage Beach. The oasis. At Lakeport, will feature year-round entertainment offering 20 acres of amusement rides and attractions along with hotels, restaurants, amphitheater, marina, and boardwalk. They're planning roller coasters, thrill and family rides, and a 200-foot-tall Ferris wheel. They plan to break ground in the first quarter of 2023 for an opening in summer of 2024. The sinkhole outside of Doctor's Lawn and Landscape appears to be re-emerging, and MoDOT says it may need more repairs. The sinkhole first appeared in August of this year and was found to be approximately 10 feet wide and 25 feet deep with a cavern running along State Road TT. MoDOT repaired the hole, but after heavy rains, the sinkholes shown up again. According to Sunrise Beach Fire Protection District, MoDOT may have to add additional material to fill the hole. Lake Regional Health System is closing the hospital's two pharmacy locations in Lori and Lake Ozark. The pharmacies is closed permanently this week. Lake Regional says the move allows them to best use their resources to meet their patients' needs. Going forward, Lake Regional patients will need to tell their provider their preferred pharmacy. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com.
0: Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV.
3: Lake TV is your hometown local TV station featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, Live High School Sports, Real Estate, Dining, Boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozarks Shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV.
2: I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday, TGIF. Big day for baseball fans, World Series Game 1 goes tonight, National League and American League champions showdown for the world title. The Philadelphia Phillies are there representing the National League, the Phillies the sixth team since 1969 to get to the World Series after a mid-season managerial change. Phillies are 9-2 in these playoffs so far. The ALCS champion Houston Astros, 7-0 in these playoffs. Astros, fourth trip to the World Series in six years, and they're second in a row, so here we go, of course, a best-of-seven series. Hockey play last night, St. Louis Blues looking to break a two-game losing streak. Blues lose again, their third in a row, so after winning their first three of the season, the Blues have lost their last three and even 500 on the year, they look to get back on the winning track at home tomorrow against Montreal. Usually this time of the year we're talking high school football first, And foremost, and there are high school football playoff games tonight, but both Camdenton and Osage have first-round buys tonight. So the 8-1 Lakers, ranked number four in the state, will play the winner of the Glendale-Rolla game. Glendale and Rolla playing tonight. Camdenton will play the winner next Friday. Osage watching to see who wins the Buffalo-Clinton game tonight. The Indians, winners of six in a row, will play the winner between Buffalo and Clinton. Eldon looking to break a six-game losing streak tonight at Southern Boone. Versailles is at five-and-four Fair Grove tonight. College football tomorrow, it is Mizzou looking for their second straight win at South Carolina. MSU will be home to 0-7 Western Illinois. Georgia, ranked number one in the country. Then comes Ohio State, Tennessee, Michigan, Clemson, and then Alabama, TCU, and Oregon, so there are your top teams right now in college football. Of course, the Chiefs are off this weekend, no game, they have their bye week, Chiefs 5-2 after the nice win in San Francisco last week. The only undefeated team in the NFL, Philadelphia, the Eagles. How about those surprise Giants, they are 6-1 now. Hey, you got to check out what's burning on Lake TV every day, 7:02 a.m., 5:02 and 11:02 p.m. It is absolute greatness. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows. Got to check them out. And keep in mind, coming this winter, we've got high school football games for you. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90. If you don't get Como, don't worry about it. You can watch Lake TV absolutely free on. Roku, and streaming live all the time at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday.
0: Programming on Key Radio made possible in part by Skelton Key and Lock. When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key & Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and bobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key & Lock. Serving the entire lake area. Join eighty-nine point three, the Key, for the True History Professor program, featuring Professor Jim Paisley.
6: The national media now is kind of taking advantage of people. They hit you with a, you know, a big headline, and then they don't give you any information behind it. There's no context to it. Problem. And so, what I'm going to try and do, uh, you know, on a weekly basis with the show is to try and share with you what. What were the events? What are the things behind the scenes here? What what led to this? Professor Paisley takes a look back at
0: history and how it relates to present-day
6: events. But we take it on face value without
0: having any knowledge of why. It, well, it's because the news told us. Join Professor Jim Paisley Thursdays and Saturdays at 6 a.m., 2 p.m., and 10 p.m. for the True History Professor Program on 89.3 The Key.
4: She's a former Camdenton resident, Hollywood actress, and pop culture expert. Tina Griffin helps parents safely navigate the current pop culture chaos. Know how to create a healthy media diet for your family and live as a counterculture warrior. Listen to the Counterculture Mom Show Fridays and Sundays at 5 a.m., 1 p.m., and 9 p.m. on Key Radio 89.3
0: FM. This is your chance to get involved in Community Radio, Lake of the Ozarks, with 89.3, The Key. 842, Dave Maupin on the way at, uh, let's see here, 910. Mr. Maupin will be joining us with his most recent edition of Among the Dogwoods. You can sign up for that blog, if you can, and keep it uh, handy, and use it as a reference point when you are... Thinking about various things regarding uh, the Camden County Commission. Also some school board meetings from time to time. Various other groups and organizations Dave likes to scout out. And then he brings us the information on Fridays here on Key Radio. 66 the high, 40 the low. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. Oh, yes, it is. Plenty of sunshine today. Some clouds tonight. Right now we're looking at uh, 44 degrees in Osage Beach, 41 in Camdenton, 64 are the expected high tomorrow with clouds, morning showers and 59 on Sunday, partly cloudy and 67 on Monday, sunny and 73 Tuesday, sunny and 71 Wednesday, partly cloudy and 73 on Thursday, then scattered thunderstorms a possibility on Friday. Looks like we might see a little rain heading into next weekend, maybe some rain this weekend as well. But, uh, hey, there are still plenty of opportunities to enjoy uh, the beautiful Lake of the Ozarks. You've got that uh, Trunk or Treat event that is going on at the Kent Memorial Lutheran Church. That's going to be happening uh, on Monday from 5 until 7. And don't forget, the community is invited to uh, a free community fish fry. And that is, uh, well, that's going on tonight from 6 until 8 at the Midwest Healing Center located at 728 North Main Street in Laurie. Dinner will include fried fish, baked beans, cornbread, dessert, a drink, and more. Bring a chair to sit around the bonfire with some new and old friends. And if you'd like more information, call Don at 573-216-1871. 573-216-1871. Again, the free community fish fry tonight from 6 until 8 at the Midwest Healing Center at 728-728 North Main Street in Lurie, 844, and as is the case, and I knew this would probably be something that people are talking about, uh, gun laws in Missouri, a look at gun laws in the wake of the St. Louis school shooting, something posted on MSN.com from ABC News, uh, a shooting at a St. Louis, Missouri performing arts school on Monday that left two people dead and seven others injured, has put a new focus on gun laws here in the state of Missouri. The suspect, 19, who graduated from Central Visual and Performing Arts High School last year, was armed with an AR-15-style rifle and more than 600 rounds of ammunition, authorities said. Gene Kuxka, 61, of a loved... Physical education teacher and cross-country coach and sophomore Alexandria Bell, 15, were killed in the shooting, according to uh, St. Louis Police Commissioner Michael Sack. The suspect died during an exchange of gunfire with police, so there were actually three people killed. Uh, The family tried to take uh, the gun from the St. Louis school shooting suspect. Uh, We must do more to keep guns out of the hands of violent criminals, Missouri State Senator Carla May said in a statement following the shooting, As we move forward, I am calling for a full investigation into how this shooter acquired his weapons and his ammunition. Well, again, folks, that is why uh, we need to make sure that the people who live in this state have access to firearms, the law-abiding citizens, so that when things like this happen, we can protect ourselves and our family members, our friends, our neighbors. Missouri has some of the, it says here, weakest gun laws in the country, according to the nonprofit anti-gun violence organization, Every Town for Gun Safety. And uh, feel free at any point to chime in on the conversation at 573-633-5395. Missouri does not require a background check to buy or own a gun, according to Every Town. Anyone who is 19 or older can legally conceal and or open carry a gun in Missouri without a permit, according to the law, and the state also recognizes concealed weapon permits issued by other states. In 2021, Missouri Governor Mike Parsons signed the Second Amendment Preservation Act into law, which states that all federal acts, laws, executive orders, administrative orders, and regulations, whether past, present, or future, that infringe on the people's right to keep and bear arms as guaranteed by the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution of the Missouri Constitution must be invalid in his or in this state. Orlando Harris's family had removed the weapon used in the St. Louis school shooting from their home, but the suspect managed to gain access to the weapon again, authorities said on Wednesday. Now, folks, here is something that I want you to keep in mind. We talk about the school shooting. It was horrific. It was certainly not something we want to talk about in the terms of people losing their lives. But when we look at what goes on in other parts of the country, And even in other parts of our state, criminals can acquire guns illegally if they have the means to do so. Sometimes all it takes is money. Sometimes all it takes is being in a situation where maybe a gun is stolen and ends up in the wrong hands. Again, this is why it is important to make sure that the citizenry is armed and has the ability to protect themselves. Because if you will look and see... Places where the gun laws are in place to protect people, as they think. And also places like gun-free zones. And we talked about this with Dan Wasson. By the way, we're in the process of getting his uh, podcast, The Loaded Mic, on key radio. But when you disarm the citizenry, then these types of things happen on a much more frequent basis. On October 15th, police responded to a domestic disturbance at Harris's home because the suspect's mother had located a firearm in the home and wanted it removed. St. Louis Sergeant Charles Wall said in an update Wednesday evening, police determined that Harris legally possessed the gun and a third party known to the family took the gun so it was no longer stored in the home. While it is not yet clear when or how the suspect came to be in possession of the firearm after this incident. We can confirm that the firearm involved in this incident is the firearm used in the shooting on Monday. Wall said authorities are investigating how the gun got back to Harris. The state bans people from knowingly possessing ammunition that explodes or detonates upon impact because of an independent explosive charge after having been shot from a firearm, according to Missouri law. And that's one of the things. Does Missouri regulate ammunition? Factless ammunition laws under scrutiny following Uvalde, uh, uh, other mass shootings, but Missouri doesn't require a license to sell or buy ammunition, nor does it require sellers to maintain a record of who bought ammunition, according to the Giffords Law Center to prevent gun violence. goes on to say, proponents of gun control say ammunition deserves stricter restrictions, limiting the frequency and severity of mass shootings. In contrast, gun rights advocates argue that ammunition restrictions violate Second Amendment protections and unnecessarily duplicate the regulations in place for guns. There are fewer restrictions on ammunition sales than there are on Firearms sales, both at the federal level and in the vast majority of states, Jacob Charles, executive director of the Center Armed for Firearms uh, Law at Duke University School of Law, told ABC News in June. So, all right, folks, let's just say, for example, that the shooter was intent on doing harm at this school and had no access to firearms, had no access to ammunition but did have access to a brick, or did have access to a 2x4, or did have access to a knife, or did have access to a vehicle. Are we looking at this from the right perspective? And we are background checked. That's right. But, so, um, and let me see if I can pull this up here real quick. Dan Wass had sent me a, uh, I don't, yeah, well, I don't necessarily know that we are background checked. But uh, the thing about it is, is we do have things in place because you still have to f- uh, fill out uh, the registration for the firearm. But uh, we don't do the background checks, right? Yeah. But, um Dan had sent me some more in the way of uh, his press releases, and that is talking about various things like, um, well, background checks or restrictions on knives. Because, uh, well, I don't necessarily think uh, that we... Always think about, I'm trying to get to this uh, particular press release, anticipating you'll be covering this news, please consider, it says, author, Second Amendment commentator Dan Wasp for media commentary, and this press release talking about, is it time to ban assault knives? In the article, Dan discusses the latest Canadian stabbing spree three months after a massive gun ban. How does this affect Americans? Well, I think it's simple. Again, if you dis- and, 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 the, and, and things like this, when they happen, as unfortunate as they are, should not be taken in such a way as to, again, disarm law-abiding citizens. There are plenty of people who own firearms that are not a threat to other people, that use them for a variety of different reasons, protection being one of them. Uh, sporting could be another one. There are obviously a number of uses for firearms. But, I mean, let's look at this seriously, folks. Let's look at this seriously for a moment. When a criminal goes into a situation, and where do they go when they are looking to do harm? They look for the easiest targets available. So they go into places where they know firearms probably don't exist. And we've talked about uh, gun-free zones. There are some schools who uh, uh, are where rather, they have taken the opportunity to arm the teachers and arm the faculty, and they make it uh, very clear to anyone entering the building that if they mean to do harm for any reason, that they will be met with deadly force. So you're a criminal, and you are looking to do harm, and you see a sign that says, oh, by the way, <laughs> uh, how about avoiding this place like the plague? Because why? Well, because there might be somebody in there that could a could very well put an abrupt end to any active shooter going into the school and or someone with a knife and or someone with a brick and or someone who just means to go in and do harm. They don't necessarily have to have a gun. And again, once you disarm the people, and that is the whole issue when it comes to all of this, yet again, disarming the people, doing it under the guise of safety if we have gun laws in place because of quote-unquote gun violence the gun is not what commits the crime it is the person using the firearm for whatever reason so I wonder if you have to again look at the mental state of the shooter involved in all of this 19 years old We really don't know a whole lot about this person, and they had held back on releasing the shooter's name, but apparently there was a firearm in the house, and there were issues when, I guess, uh, mom decided that the firearm needed to leave the house. It did, but somehow ended up back in the hands of the shooter. So it wasn't obviously taken out and put someplace where the shooter uh, couldn't get it back. The shooter somehow found out where it was at. But the point we're trying to make here, folks, is it's not about gun control and gun violence and gun laws. It's about disarming the citizenry and making it even tougher. And we've seen other things that have happened along the lines of, if you want to call it gun control, And that is controlling whether or not these manufacturers of firearms and ammunition are held responsible if there is a crime committed with a firearm that is manufactured by a particular company or ammunition that is manufactured by a particular company. So they are going to go to the source. Do we know of any... Car manufacturers that have been sued because someone has decided that rather than drive the vehicle on the road, as is normally the case, they have decided to take it off of the road and onto the sidewalk. Or, as we've seen, situations where a vehicle is driven through a parade. Does the manufacturer of the particular vehicle end up getting sued? If someone uses a brick, if someone uses a knife, if someone uses some other implement to do harm to innocent people, are the manufacturers the ones who are held responsible? Well, of course not. The guy didn't have a gun or a knife. And so the perpetrator grabbed whatever they could get their hands on. In this case, maybe it was a brick. Maybe it was a board. Who knows what it could be? It could be uh, a crowbar. But people were harmed. And is the manufacturer of the crowbar or the brick or the 2 by 4 responsible Well, of course not. So anything you can do to slow down people having the ability to purchase firearms and or ammunition, to slow that process down as much as humanly possible. And then, of course, you have red flag laws. And we know how red flag laws work. So just some things to keep in mind before we start trying to take everyone's firearms away. Maybe we should keep in mind that criminals and people with mental issues don't care. If they wish to do harm, they will find a way to do harm. And if it's with a firearm, it would certainly make sense to have someone armed in a situation that could slow the active shooter down or stop them dead in their tracks. 859. Steve says, I've been meaning to ask why the buckets on the corner of your desk. Well, it's there because my friend Chris Coulter brought it by when they had their fall festival last week at uh, Nick's True Value Hardware. So I thought, as a thank you to him, I would put that there so people could see True Value. Remember, Paul Harvey used to be a spokesperson for True Value Hardware. True Value. And, of course, Paul Harvey, somebody that I sincerely miss and one of the reasons I got into broadcasting in the first place. Good day. It is straight up 9 o'clock on the Midwest Coast. How about we take a moment, uh, a few moments, to get you some information? Why not? We've got Stacy Johnson with LakeExpo.com, Chris Schneider with Lake TV, and coming up we've got Dave Maupin the author of Among the Dogwoods. He will be in to talk about his most recent edition, and I do know it includes information on a very recent Camden County Commission meeting, and who knows what else is on Dave's mind. He was on assignment last Friday, but he is in the studio with us this Friday, so we'll get all caught up, and we will do it on the other side of this information break. You are listening to The Daily Show on Key Radio. Business. Government. Religion. Family issues and more. Find it all right here on 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri.
1: I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, October 28th. Big news from Big Thunder. The Boating Powerhouse announced this week their plans for a new $300 million tourist oasis next to the Grand Glaze Bridge in Osage Beach. The oasis at Lakeport will feature year-round entertainment offering 20 acres of amusement rides and attractions along with hotels, restaurants, amphitheater, marina, and boardwalk. They're planning roller coasters thrill and family rides, and a 200-foot-tall Ferris wheel. They plan to break ground in the first quarter of 2023 for an opening in summer of 2024. The sinkhole outside of Doctor's Lawn and Landscape appears to be re-emerging, and Modant says it may need more repairs. The sinkhole first appeared in August of this year and was found to be approximately 10 feet wide and 25 feet deep, with a cavern running along State Road TT. MoDOT repaired the hole, but after heavy rains, the sinkholes shown up again. According to Sunrise Beach Fire Protection District, MoDOT may have to add additional material to fill the hole. Lake Regional Health System is closing the hospital's two pharmacy locations, in Lori and Lake Ozark. The pharmacies closed permanently this week. Lake Regional says the move allows them the best to best use their resources to meet their patients' needs. Going forward, Lake Regional patients will need to tell their provider their preferred pharmacy. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating and the lake life, lakeexpo.com.
0: Helping out the community is as simple as joining the Key Radio team. Right now, Key Radio is looking for an individual to spread the good news about community radio at the Lake of the Ozarks. The job involves talking to local businesses about supporting our mission. You decide how much you'd like to work and get a commission for the work that you do. Sales experience is preferred but isn't required. We need you, and so does our community. Contact Bill Munhausen at 573-2800-532. Key Radio KEYK is an equal opportunity employer.
2: Snyder with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday, TGIF. Yeah. Big day for baseball fans, World Series Game 1 goes tonight, National League and American League champions showdown for the world title. The Philadelphia Phillies are there representing the National League, the Phillies the sixth team since 1969 to get to the World Series after a mid-season managerial change. Phillies are 9-2 in these playoffs so far. The ALCS champion Houston Astros, 7-0 in these playoffs. Astros, fourth trip to the World Series in six years, and they're second in a row, so here we go, of course, a best-of-seven series. Hockey play last night. St. Louis Blues looking to break a two-game losing streak. Blues lose again their third in a row. So after winning their first three of the season, the Blues have lost their last three. And even 500 on the year, they look to get back on the winning track at home tomorrow against Montreal. Usually this time of the year, we're talking high school football first. And foremost, and there are high school football playoff games tonight, but both Camdenton and Osage have first-round buys tonight. So the 8-1 Lakers, ranked number four in the state, will play the winner of the Glendale-Rolla game. Glendale and Rolla playing tonight. Camdenton will play the winner next Friday. Osage watching to see who wins the Buffalo-Clinton game tonight. The Indians, winners of six in a row, will play the winner between Buffalo and Clinton. Eldon looking to break a six-game losing streak tonight at Southern Boone. Versailles is at 5-4 Fair Grove tonight. College football tomorrow. It is Mizzou looking for their second straight win at South Carolina. MSU will be home to 0-7 Western Illinois. Georgia, ranked number one in the country. Then comes Ohio State, Tennessee, Michigan, Clemson, and then Alabama TCU and Oregon so there are your top teams right now in college football of course the Chiefs are off this weekend no game they have their bye week Chiefs five and two after the nice win in San Francisco last week the only undefeated team in the NFL Philadelphia the Eagles how about those surprise Giants they are six and one now Hey, you got to check out What's Burning on Lake TV every day. 7.02 a.m., 5.02 and 11.02 p.m. It is absolute greatness, Lake TV, bringing you five local lake area shows. Got to check them out. And keep in mind, coming this winter, We've got high school football games for you. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90. If you don't get Como, don't worry about it. You can watch Lake TV absolutely free on Roku and streaming live all the time at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday.
0: Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV
3: lake tv is your hometown local tv station featuring cup of coffee with will and chris what's burning with kb live high school sports real estate dining boating and of course the annual lake of the ozark shootout lake tv on como connect channel 90 roku youtube facebook and instagram and of course online at mylakeTV.com. if it's happening at the lake it's happening on lake tv this
4: is Bill Munhausen for Orion Center Expo. One of the perks of running a museum is access to old artifacts. In this case, a fascinating 1937 travel book by American George T. B. Davis, seeing prophecy fulfilled in Palestine. The Bible records that the land was given to the Jews by God 4,000 years ago. Then the Jews were exiled, but God promised restoration. We've seen the prophecy unfold in our lifetime. The author wrote, "The fulfillment of Old Testament predictions proves beyond any doubt that." inspiration of God's Word. God is working wondrously in Palestine and surely wants people to know what he is doing. Not only Arabs, but atheists also oppose the tiny nation of Israel for one reason. They believe the destruction of Israel proves the Bible to be wrong and therefore validates their own worldview. That's why they oppose Israel. But the continuation of Israel is a testimony that God is alive and will prevail.
0: like to become a content provider, simply contact the Lakes Community Radio Station at 89.3, The Key. Welcome in. It is good to have you with us on another beautiful day at the Lake of the Ozarks. And we are enjoying a, uh, a nice, comfortable morning, about 42, 43 degrees. We'll get the official word here and uh, check the forecast before we bring in our guest, Dave Malpin see what's on Dave's mind this morning as we get ready to talk about uh, actually two commission meetings. So lots on the agenda for us uh, this morning as we uh, take a peek at the uh, current temperature. I do believe we are looking at uh, right around 45 degrees in Osage Beach and uh, looks like about 42 in Camdenton, 66 the expected high today. A low tonight of around 40. We'll have plenty of sunshine during the day, some Clouds tonight, and then a mostly cloudy day tomorrow, high of 65. Looks like some morning showers in 60 on Sunday, partly cloudy in 67 on Monday. Uh, then sunny in 73 for Tuesday, sunny in 71 Wednesday, partly cloudy in 73 on Thursday. And some scattered thunderstorms, it looks like, possible on Friday with a high of 72 degrees. The big 72 as we are doing our thing this morning and broadcasting live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors. Also, you are able to uh, watch what's going on in the studio courtesy of the SRG uh, Financial Advisors Key Radio uh, in-studio live cam, which I am uh, directing to, let's see here, tighten up the shot a little bit, and then it's like being on a boat. Out in a in a storm at this point, trying to get it in here so we can get a a good fix on what Dave Malpin looks like in the shirt that he is wearing today. Uh, live ugly, fake your de- <laughs> fake your death. Possums. It's all about the possums. It is all about the possums. Do me a favor and take your mic and crank it up just a little bit. Well, there you there go. You. So we can hear that lovely speaking voice. All right. So what have you been up to? You were uh, MIA last week,
7: on assignment, as they say. Yeah, I was down in Texas, just visiting with some friends. Yeah, went down through, in Texas. Went through down through Oklahoma. It's uh, all through Indian country down there, through the reservations. Stop in the casinos anywhere, did you? Yeah, they didn't look great. I I mean, the casinos there are kind of low. There's a couple big ones, like downstream and maybe I think Choctaw has one big giant one they just built, but most of them just look like little spots next to gas stations. (laughs) So I'm not going to stop there.
0: (laughs) Stop in, play a couple of hands of blackjack, and get on your way. Maybe uh, uh, try the slot machines while you're in there as well. So. (laughs) Uh, but you have been busy as far as uh, among the dogwoods. A couple of uh, Canberra County Commission meetings. Anything else that you uh, attended this uh, past week or, or, or prior to uh, going to Texas?
7: No, I think these are just the two commission meetings we had. Right. Uh, I have been reading a little bit. Uh, there's a there's I'm reading this uh, trilogy called uh, <coughs> History. Basically, it's History of the Ozarks, written mm-hmm. by Brooks Blevins. Right. And uh, I hadn't. i I came across an interesting. Uh, Part of Ozark history that I'm, I don't know if people are aware of Uh, early in the, you know, there's always this kind of conflict, I think, in the Ozarks between um, commercializing the Ozarks and then people who've lived here for a long time and maybe are set in their, their ways or happy with the way things are. You know, we we get through all this stuff we're talking about with big developers Mm -hmm. wanting to come here and develop seems like there's always this push to develop, and then there's people who, who don't want development. You're happy with the way things are now. Right. And, you know, it's. I think it's true of any area, but this has been going on in this area for years. And one of the things I read was, uh, I think it's in the early 1900s, you know, uh, cattle became kind of a big thing in the Ozarks. Right. And so um, the richer people brought in like pure strain cattle, like they breed cattle, try yeah. to get these really well-bred cattle. Right. The local Ozark folks had their hill cattle that they would just let roam in the hills and then they would gather them all up when it came time to drive them mm-hmm. and they would go and sell the cattle. So sometimes they didn't even know how, many, how much cattle they actually had until they would actually bring them all in out of the hills because they wouldn't even keep track of them until right. it was time to herd right. them. So there was this issue because there was, this, you know, we have ticks out here. You know, obviously everyone's familiar with the tick issues. So there were ticks that would be on the cattle. And uh, there was this kind of Texas fever that the uh, the cattle could get from the ticks. Mm. Um, but it didn't really bother the Ozark cattle who had all not. been interbred and right. like were, had good genetics. They dealt with it for a while. But the purebred cattle that the richer people had, the richer farmers had, were very susceptible to it. So the cattle could uh, get sick and die. So the rich people obviously were upset, so they got with the U.S. government and they came down and started doing this program where they would make people dip the cattle in these giant dipping vats. Mm. So you would now have to get all your cattle and you would have to go take them to the dipping vats and dip your cattle. This was a a real problem for the smaller farmers who didn't have the time to go gather up all their, their hill cattle and bring them in, so they resisted it. And it started to create this big—and, and, you know, their point was, it doesn't bother our cattle, so why should we have to bring in our our all our cows to get them dipped, when really it's just something you're trying to help the rich people out with, right? Mm-hmm. So it got so bad that uh, the farmers would blow up these dipping tanks. <laughs> it turned into like— like, I mean, this has happened several times in the history of the Ozarks, where mm-hmm. you get these kind of blow-ups. Yeah, they would go and sabotage the dip- dipping tanks. They would blow them up. And finally, I think it reached a point where they had two tick inspectors who were going through, and they, the idea is they would go to various herds and check them for ticks. Uh, w- one of them was murdered, and the other, basically, they ran into some people who weren't real happy with them. One of them was killed, and the other one was wounded in, like, a gunfight, basically. Nice. So... This has been going on out here for <laughs> for years <laughs> where we've had these kinds of squabbles about things. It's just interesting when you look at the history of the area.
0: Well, in living here for nearly, well, I, it's been 25 years or more, um, I'm what they consider to be a transplant. And it's always kind of uh, been one of those things in the back of my mind. As more and more people come to the lake, transplants versus people who were born and bred here. And uh, is there still, you know, a large amount of, or, or, of and, and you look around and you see certain family names. And uh, <clears throat> if we had Bill Mulder in here. Molder could probably uh, run down the list of all the family names um, and the families who have been around here, his family being one of them uh, that's been here for a long, long time. But I've always kind of wondered about that. Uh, are the transplants starting to outnumber the, you know, original descendants of the area? Because uh, I know that's something we talked about when I first moved here. Uh, are you from the area or are you a transplant? Because there is a family of Burns's here, mm-hmm. but I'm not related to them. Right. Uh, I'm a St. Louis Burns, and <clears throat> it
7: kind of helps sometimes when, Cause Matt Burns is a family, probably. I think Matt Burns is from the, the local Burns. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's interesting, too. I just think it's one of the nice things. That, I mean, I, I love Kemi County. I'm, like, not going anywhere. Right. Sorry, folks. I'm not leaving. Uh, but... Uh, it's okay. The, the interesting thing is even being in a small town, like if my daughter's like, oh, I met this guy or this girl. And the first thing, she, I'll be like, what's the, what's the kid's name? And mm. the, they'll be like, oh, Bill. And the next question you always ask is, what's his last name? Right. <laughs> you want to know who his parents are. Like, what family is this kid from? Gotcha. <laughs> like, if she had a boyfriend, that would probably be my number one question. Like, I want to know what his surname is. Because, <laughs> you know, some families get the reputation. I I think Matt's Matt's pretty straight arrow. That's the uh, that's the family that's got all the crazy people. You just want to know. First thing you want to know is who their parents are.
0: Never hurts, and 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 I'm sure that that's that's still something that happens in bigger areas, but uh, maybe not as much uh, as a small town because there's normally a family uh, name or several family names that uh, are are relatively prevalent in small towns, maybe more so than other names, but. In living here as long as I have, like I said, um, I wonder transplants versus, you know, the original descendants of the area, if, uh, you know, the transplants, if there are more transplants now, because people have come to this area, I've met people from all over the country and other parts of the world that have moved to the lake area. So, it's uh, it's rather interesting. So, let us uh, delve into the first Camden County Commission meeting. I believe it was on, what, October the
7: 25th? It was October the 25th. So, uh, again, we had this meeting in the conference room over at the Commissioner's Annex Building. Uh, pretty crowded. I mean, it's just a conference room, and there were there were a bunch of people in there. So, it's because, of course, the... All right, before we do this, I know who this is on the phone, so let's... Uh, Let's bring in our caller here
0: this morning for a little clarification. Is this Matt? What's up, Matt Burns? How you doing, buddy?
8: Oh, oh man, yeah, the old school Burns is running the show around here.
7: Now, are you related to this family?
8: Well, I'm only related to the good ones.
7: That's right. He's the good branch, the bad ones, (laughs) the good branch of the tree.
8: That's right, the good branch. Now. Uh, Dave is not really being completely truthful. He didn't go to Texas. What he was really doing was out looking for the most expensive steakhouse he could find because he managed to swindle me out of a steak dinner. And so I know that's what he was doing.
7: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. There was a certain Cardinals-Dodgers state dinner bet. As far as who, would go, which team would go the furthest? It's the first bet I ever won, where my team never actually swung a bat, and I won it because Dodgers had a bye. <laughs> the Cardinals didn't make it.
8: I, I know the Cardinals. They ran into the Philadelphia buzz saw.
7: Yeah, well, they
8: I, couldn't hit. So I,
7: I can't brag about that either because the Dodgers didn't do so great. So. Yeah.
8: That's right. Well, I, listen. I wanted to say that Dave does a real good job on his reporting of the commission, and the meeting yesterday was a real doozy. So I can't wait to hear what he has to say
0: about that. All right, buddy. Thanks for checking in. Good to hear from you this morning. Have a good weekend. <laughs> yeah. There's Matt Burns uh,
7: defending his family's honor.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, uh, are part of it anyway. That's right. Not <laughs> that's all of right. it. <laughs>
7: Yes. Yeah, so uh, it was in the commission conference room. It's small. I mean, we're all sitting around a table, but there's not even enough room at the table for, especially for this one. Uh, there's a dog running around underneath the table. Uh, it, was, it was, it's turned into a pretty casual affair. Uh, one, of the, one of the commissioners, brought, Don Williams brought his dog, which is fun. I mean, the dog runs around. Uh, so the, the, First people that came were from uh, Missouri, uh, I guess, I don't know if it's Missouri Lake Development, they call themselves MO, Lake Development, but I assume, I don't know how they want it pronounced, but, right. um, and Blake Hoditz, I'm local, I guess he's from the area, and he uh, he was successful, and he, he's come back, and he wants to basically make a development, this is the development that's going to be between, uh, they, they always say at the 5 and the 54, but really it's kind of, it's more like it's in be, <coughs> it's, it's in between Lynn Creek. <laughs> And the five freeway. It's, it's a pretty big uh, stretch of land. The whole property is about 2,200 acres. So there's a bunch of lots there, and they're want to base. they trying to basically buy it. The seller, I guess, wants to sell it all as one property. He doesn't want to break it up into individual uh, plots. Uh-huh. So uh, it's 2,200 acres, It's and they have a lot of plans for how they're going to develop it. Um, the idea is that once they uh, purchase it, uh, Camdenton is then going to annex 90% of the land into the city, and then ten percent will go to Lynn Creek. Okay, and so that will actually increase the size of Camdenton by sixty percent. Wow! So it's going to be a big growth, and and from what I could understand, oh, that's the area behind uh, Walmart. Right, exactly. But it's it stretches all the way. Some portions go to the lake. It stretches all the way to the other side too. Mm-hmm. So, and so the idea is, from what I could understand, what they're saying, they want to do. Most of the infrastructure development, like building the roads and all that, and then at that point they're going to subdivide it and allow subdevelopers to come in and, and maybe develop like a athletic center, uh, build a hotel, uh, build housing. They're talking about shouses, mm-hmm. which I guess is like a shed house, like maybe just a small house or something like that. Uh, multi-family dwellings and like some single-family houses. So that it's going to be a combination of like commercial, some restaurants, and and residential. Mm-hmm. And uh, the idea is that once they build the roads, they're going to turn those roads then over to Camdenton so Camden can maintain them. And then, so it's going to be an increase in sales tax for the area from the commercial properties and an increase in property tax value for the area. Um, But what they're coming there for is they'd like some incentives to build it. And we've been down this road before, right? So for incentives. Um, In this case, you know, they didn't get real specific about everything they were asking for um, because it's still being negotiated. Right. So uh, what it seems to be that they're looking for is they had some possible things, like a sales tax share, which maybe I think would take the form of a CID or something like that. Um, they want to see if they can get an industrial development authority, which is something that a lot of counties and cities in Missouri have, and you basically set it up, and then it can uh, uh, raise bonds for uh, business projects, factories, uh, Hospitals stuff like that. So they can basically loan out money. The other thing was it's uh, they wanted to see if they could get pace financing and Pace financing is kind of an energy deal where you can uh, like if you want a big HVAC unit for your house that you're building You can finance that and you you almost finance it as if it's a mortgage so the expensive energy development for the house, you know if a HVAC units gonna cost a lot mm-hmm. that can then be it's basically a lien on the house the same way your mortgage would be And I saw this a lot in California with solar panels where, you know, you had choices when they would want you to put solar panels on your house. You could either pay for them or you could finance them. And then it would basically almost be like a second mortgage on your home paying off the the solar panels. And it's kind of a buyer beware situation if you want to do it because is the person who's buying the house from you going to want it? You've kind of encumbered your property with this extra loan. And is the person who buys your house going to want to assume that loan? You can't just... And you, you can't use it to finance anything you could walk away with. So you, you can't do it for a dishwasher or for a refrigerator. But, like, so you've got solar panels on your house. Maybe it takes you 15 years to pay off the solar panels. By the time you pay them off, are those solar panels going to be any good anymore <laughs> as far as how much they've worn out? or And uh, you are kind of, like I said, encumbering the property with an additional mortgage or some kind of uh, financial lien. So I think just people have to be careful when they do it because you, you never know if that's going to make your house less desirable to someone else because they don't want to assume that extra loan as part of buying the property. So so that's the deal. Those are the things they were talking about. Um, the big thing is they, they're hoping to get these incentives because they think that it'll encourage sub-developers to actually come in and work on the property and develop it. I think they're also talking about putting an RV park in there. Now, did you say a sports complex? They said an athletic complex, which I assume is the same thing. But there there weren't a ton of specifics on exactly uh, what these things were going to be. Um, so, I don't know. It would be interesting to know a little bit more about that, a uh, sports complex. Well, it sounds, too, like it's going to depend on who wants to come in and build these right, things, right? right? So, it's part of the these deal. Are just some suggestions. Right. Part of the deal is you—you. You this is their phase one. Right. Um. You're going to give them these incentives and then there's not necessarily a guarantee that they're going to get the sub-developers they need to build this thing. It didn't sound like they were planning on constructing. It sounds like they were going to encourage people to come in. They said there have been subdevelopers developers are interested, especially if it's going to be a friendly, like incentive type. Uh, area for them mm-hmm. to build in, they're having trouble building in some of the other areas like St. Louis County, St. Louis, because they're very anti, they don't want to give out incentives, they don't want to encourage it, and they have a lot of rules, and so um, a lot of taxes. So I think the builders are trying to, developers are trying to avoid that, find an area where it's almost like a friendly harbor where they can do the construction mm-hmm. and, and actually make a profit. So because you don't know what sub-developers they're going to get, it's hard to be 100% sure what is actually going to be built out there, but that's what they're saying their intention is for right, this phase. right? So uh, so that was basically the, the deal. I mean, they, they said they were going to have a closed session. I don't think that closed session ended up happening, but the attorneys were from the county and them were going to meet together, mm-hmm. and they were going to try to iron out an agreement. And from that, they were going to try to figure out what it was going to look like.
0: So let's touch on the incentives again. You, you mentioned PACE financing.
7: Yeah, Pace Financing, the Industrial Development Authority, uh-huh. uh, and they mentioned some kind of sales tax share. They didn't say anything about TIFFs? No, there was no mention of TIFFs. There was no formal, like, we're going to set up a TIF or a uh, CID or a yeah, TDD. Yeah. None of that
0: was okay. really discussed. Okay, well, maybe that's not a bad thing.
7: Yeah, they weren't talking about property tax, so, yeah, that would be good. I mean, for me, it's sales tax share is not as bad as doing, like, a TIF where you're going to be losing property taxes, and even then... I don't mind TIFs necessarily for commercial properties um, because they don't really encumber the school board as much, you know. The but when you're when you're doing TIFs for residential properties, that's a different deal because those residential properties property tax is the main way the schools get funded. Right, and now you're talking about bringing in kids in those residences that are going to be going to school <laughs> and they're, not, they're not they're not getting as much property tax for mm-hmm. those kids so I'm, I'm more inclined to be friendly towards tiffs that are commercial in nature rather than residential in nature but we'll see so as they were leaving i tried to run out there and they had this big giant map that they were using like a, they had a big board that mm-hmm. they were holding i don't want to mess up the camera but i'm not sure how much i can move sit still i think that's you Oh, there we go.
0: I'm on <laughs> that's to ignore, not Me.
7: So. I'm on do not disturb. I don't know why they came through. The uh, but yes, yeah, so that's the so the big deal is that uh, so they had a big board mm-hmm. and they were showing it. And So I just was like, hey, can I get a quick picture of it so I can put it up? And they're like, nah, we'd rather you not take a picture of it. And who was that? The developers? Yeah, Blake Hoditz. So I was like, well, you, you just presented this big board at the meeting, the public meeting where everyone could see it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not a big deal for me. He's like, nah, I'd rather you not do it. So. He's like, we have a picture on our website. You can use that picture. So I ended up using it. I don't think it was as good. It makes me wonder what was the difference between the board they had and the the picture that's on their website of the development.
0: Somebody gets a chance to really sit down and and look it over.
7: It is is one of the first times that anyone has ever said, like, no, you can't take a picture of that. Uh, Next time it happens, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to recreate it from my memory. (laughs) And I'm just going to draw a map that looks kind of like it, and I'll put, like, little stick figures playing around, maybe flying a kite over by the residential area and put doll i mean if i'll try to be creative and try to the best i can recollect i'll, mm-hmm. I'll try to re- make the map myself and then i think after they see that they'll be more inclined to let me take a photo of it instead
0: all right we're going to jump in take a quick break we'll come back and talk more with dave Maubin we've got stacy johnson with LakeExpo.com chris schneider with lake tv and we've got you listening to The Daily Show on 89.3, keyradio.live, our free apps for Androids and iPhones, and, of course, the SRG Financial Advisors. Key Radio, in-studio, live cam, all great ways to uh, check out the program, and you could interact with us as well by calling 573 573- or simply interact as uh, you watch the program on that SRG Financial Advisors key radio in Studio Cam.
1: Stacey Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, October 28th. Big news from Big Thunder. The Boating Powerhouse announced this week their plans for a new $300 million tourist oasis next to the Grand Glaze Bridge in Osage Beach. The oasis... At Lakeport, will feature year-round entertainment offering 20 acres of amusement rides and attractions along with hotels, restaurants, amphitheater, marina, and boardwalk. They're planning roller coasters, thrill and family rides, and a 200-foot-tall Ferris wheel. They plan to break ground in the first quarter of 2023 for an opening in summer of 2024. The sinkhole outside of Doctor's Lawn and Landscape appears to be reemerging, and MoDOT says it may need more repairs. The sinkhole first appeared in August of this year and was found to be approximately 10 feet wide and 25 feet deep, with a cavern running along State Road TT. MoDOT repaired the hole, but after heavy rains, the sinkholes shown up again. According to Sunrise Beach Fire Protection District, MoDOT may have to add additional material to fill the hole. Lake Regional Health System is closing the hospital's two pharmacy locations in Lori and Lake Ozark. The pharmacies closed permanently this week. Lake Regional says the move allows them to best use their resources to meet their patients' needs. Going forward, Lake Regional patients will need to tell their provider their preferred pharmacy. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating and the lake life, lakeexpo.com.
0: Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV.
3: Lake TV is your hometown local TV station featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozarks shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV.
2: Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday, TGIF, big day for baseball fans, World Series Game 1, goes tonight, National League and American League champions showdown for the world title. The Philadelphia Phillies are there representing the National League. The Phillies, the sixth team since 1969 to get to the World Series after a mid-season managerial change. Phillies are 9-2 in these playoffs so far. The ALCS champion Houston Astros 7-0 in these playoffs. Astros, fourth trip to the World Series in six years and their second in a row, so here we go. Of course, a best of seven series. Hockey play last night. St. Louis Blues looking to break a two game losing streak. Blues lose again their third in a row. So after winning their first three of the season, the Blues have lost their last three and even 500 on the year. They look to get back on the winning track at home tomorrow against Montreal. Usually this time of the year we're talking high school football first. And foremost, and there are high school football playoff games tonight, but both Camdenton and Osage have first-round buys tonight. So the 8-1 Lakers, ranked number four in the state, will play the winner of the Glendale-Rolla game. Glendale and Rolla playing tonight. Camdenton will play the winner next Friday. Osage watching to see who wins the Buffalo-Clinton game tonight. The Indians, winners of six in a row, will play the winner between Buffalo and Clinton. Clinton. Eldon looking to break a six-game losing streak tonight at Southern Boone. Versailles is at 5-4 Fair Grove tonight. College football tomorrow. It is Mizzou looking for their second straight win at South Carolina. MSU will be home to 0-7 Western Illinois. Georgia ranked number one in the country. Then comes Ohio State, Tennessee, Michigan, Clemson, and then Alabama TCU, and Oregon. So there are your top teams right now in college football. Of course the Chiefs are off this weekend. No game. They have their bye week. Chiefs 5-2 after the nice win in San Francisco last week. The only undefeated team in the NFL? Philadelphia. The Eagles. How about those surprise Giants? They are 6-1 now. Hey, you gotta check out What's Burning on Lake TV every day. 702 2 a.m., 5.02 and 11.02 p.m. It is absolute greatness, Lake TV, bringing you five local lake area shows. Got to check them out. And keep in mind, coming this winter, we've got high school football games for you. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90. If you don't get Como, don't worry about it. You can watch Lake TV absolutely free on Roku and streaming live all the time at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports
0: update for this Friday. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part by Skelton Key and Lock. When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key & Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and bobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key & Lock serving the entire lake area join 89.3 the key for the true history professor program featuring professor jim paisley
6: the national media now is kind of taking advantage of people they hit you with a you know a big headline and then they don't give you any information behind it there's no context to it problem and so what i'm going to try and do uh you know on a weekly basis with the show is to try and share with you what what were the events? What are the things behind the scenes here? What what led to this?
0: Professor Paisley takes a look back at history and how it relates to present-day events.
6: But we take it on face value without having any knowledge of why. It, well, it's because the news told
0: us. Join Professor Jim Paisley Thursdays and Saturdays at 6 a.m., 2 p.m., and 10 p.m. for the True History Professor program on 89.3 The Key.
4: She's a former Camdenton resident, Hollywood actress, and pop culture expert. Tina Griffin helps parents safely navigate the current pop culture chaos. Know how to create a healthy media diet for your family and live as a counterculture warrior. Listen to the Counterculture Mom Show Fridays and Sundays at 5 a.m., 1 p.m., and 9 p.m. on Key Radio
0: 89.3 FM. This is your chance to get involved in community radio, Lake of the Ozarks, with 89.3, The Key. Hey, it's 939, 21 minutes away from 10 o'clock. We've got some great programming coming your way today on The Key following uh, this program. It is the CSC Talk Radio program. And uh, it's a cool little uh, conservative-based radio program if you haven't checked it out. Also, we have uh, Money for the Rest of Us. The counterculture Mom, as uh, Bill was talking about there, Bill Mundhausen mentioning in the prom with the Counterculture Mom, Tina Griffin, who uh, used to be in and around the area. And Schoolhouse Rocked, not quite the, uh, you remember uh, uh, the things that they used to have on, uh, it was uh, on ABC, I'm Just a Bill. And That's right. Uh, noun is a person, place, or thing. Conjunction, junction, what's your function?
7: Yeah, my daughter saw him just a bill re- recently in class, and she oh, thought I'm it was amazing. Bill, yeah. It does explain how it all works.
0: <laughs> and it makes it easy. I mean, anybody can watch it and walk away going, mm, I've got a little bit better understanding That's as, right. to, um, as to what's going on. Dave Malpin is here. He is, of course, the gentleman we look to. Uh, for Among the Dogwoods, researching those uh, Camden County Commission meetings and school board meetings, and he gets uh, an invite on occasion or shows up at a uh, uh, at a special road district meeting. We are at uh, about 48 degrees here this morning, 48 in Osage Beach. Looks like 46 degrees in uh, Camdenton, 66 the high, 40 the low. So uh, did we pretty much cover the uh,
7: Tuesday meeting? There's a couple more things. Okay. Uh, so they're they're going to do a they're bringing back uh, Kathy from the auditor's office. Mm. Uh, she'd retired, and uh, but apparently they need to do some training. Some of the people need to ha- have some training. So they're going gotcha. to they wanted to do a contract so Kathy could come back and and uh, I guess provide some share some of her experience with the other employees and kind of train them up. Certainly couldn't hurt. I mean, she's got to figure it figured out. Like, she actually was able to retire, and now she can come back and, and uh, get paid for it. <laughs> That's, I haven't figured out how to do that yet. Uh, but, yeah, so good for her. They approved her contract, so she's going to be helping out the auditor's office. They opened. We talked about how they're going to do a forensic audit on the collector's mm-hmm. office. Right. So they had two bids that came in. The bids were from uh, Reuben Brown and MBD. It looked like they were pretty hefty bids because the— Government officials reading the bids were kind of like, <laughs> didn't seem super excited about the cost. Right. But when you look at the amount that, that the road districts think that they've been shorted over the years, uh-huh. uh, I think it's worth it to figure out what's going on. So,
0: well, didn't they mention that this was based on some new software they had implemented uh, back in like 2018 or something like that? Wasn't that uh, initially what we heard?
7: Well, the interesting thing is that You know, they haven't really pinpointed what the issue is, Um, but, you know, they did start it then after the state audit. They made some changes to it, and 2019 on is kind of when the special road districts have started saying that they're getting less money. Mm -hmm. So that might not be a coincidence that that's when that happened. So we're not sure if it's a problem with the software or the way that their procedures work or who knows. So hopefully the auditors can get to the bottom of it and figure out what's going on. I see. Uh, Final thing was over at the assessor's office, uh, Marty wants to do a uh, a contract with a company that can uh, can help with the mapping right in the GIS system so you got the GIS system which is you know everyone people might not know but it's you can access it shows all the properties who owns them all the boundaries now these are not legal boundaries you know you still should get your property surveyed right you should not rely on the the yellow lines on on the county's GIS system to decide if your neighbor's garage is over on your property or Whoops. not but uh, what they'll do is the, they can make changes based on, I think, based on the surveying or whatever report they get. They can go in there and draw the new boundaries when, when you know, property lines change. Gotcha. Um, but there's people that can do this. They have software that can do this much more quickly. It's it's actually not a simple process to go through and make sure that you are accurately depicting the property lines. Mm-hmm. So Marty wanted to, to – they have a little bit of a backlog because of COVID, and they've had two employees retire. So he thought he would try out this, this other company to see if they could do it using their, their software. And it's also a way for him to try out and see if maybe – it's not a better idea in the future to just contract with them instead of hiring two new employees and having them kind of learn on the job mm-hmm. to replace the two veteran employees who had, had retired. So so that was approved. So that was that meeting. And then on the 27th, on Thursday, we had another meeting, and this one was over at the Justice Center, so that's why I have it written on paper instead of on my phone because they don't let you bring your phone into the meeting if it's over at the Justice Center. So no matter how much I try to explain I'm just going to a commission meeting. I'm I'm not trying to sneak a cell phone into a courtroom. Uh, they will not allow me to bring my phone in. So, so with this one, uh, all the commissioners were present. They had uh, representatives from the special road districts, and so it was a pretty good crowd. Uh, Vera G was there, and so they were going to do a presentation to basically explain how far they they're doing that uh, renovation mm-hmm. on the county courthouse. And so the guy was up there trying to explain that they were proposing to put another, an ADA compliant bathroom on the second floor and fix a hallway. It was going to cost about $55,000. Gotcha. And the commission said, no, thanks. We've got ADA bathrooms on the first level and the third level, and that's going to be fine for us. We're not paying $55,000. To, run, to put in, like, a, a bigger bathroom or something like that. So that, I don't
0: know. Sometimes you get a new toilet. That's pretty exciting.
7: Well, I mean, yeah, I guess you can. But if I'm you're, getting three of them. If, if, you're, if you're ADA, I guess you have to use one of the other ones. Uh, so then there, there were some questions from the audience. One of the audience members was asking, like, uh, she has some experience in supervising large construction projects. Mm-hmm. So she wanted to know, like, what percentage are we done? Like we need some kind of documents that you can provide to the public, that basically says how much have we invested of the money, and what 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 have we accomplished with those investments? You know, as far as like expenditures versus uh, what you've achieved in the in the development project, um, so you can track it, so the public can know where we're going on it. Um, there was a little bit of back and forth, uh, and you know, one of the problems is we've we we initially had very strict public comment. Sometimes we had no public comment. And then we got to where you could just say stuff at the beginning. And I think Commissioner Hasty has been uh, more open lately where he's basically saying you can talk uh, in the beginning or you can talk as we address each agenda item. Mm-hmm. But then it's kind of getting looser and looser where there's no restrictions, like at least articulated, on how long you can talk. So there was a lot of talking back and forth and basically it got to the point where this, this person in the audience was questioning the Verigi guy about various things and it was back and forth between them and it started getting a, a little, little heated a little heated mm-hmm. and so then uh Greg just Greg Hasty just burst out like I'm tired of this bull crap and I'll t- have you tossed out of here and it was kind of like a jump from uh, accelerated from like zero to 60 pretty quickly where I think he could have just said okay you've had your time to speak I think it's time to, to move on or my issue is always We'll be at meetings sometimes for planning and zoning or something else, and someone will get up there and they'll turn to the audience. And start talking to the audience, like, and those planning zoning meetings can be kind of contentious because yeah. you might have people that are for or against a project. Gotcha. And I always, I usually don't talk in meetings.
0: It's like a platform for them to get their point across, right? and yeah.
7: I usually don't pipe up too much in meetings, but when they do that, I'll say, "Hey, you talk to the commission. Don't talk to the people in the audience. Like, you're here to talk to them. Not, yeah. it's not your chance to yell at your neighbors for." <laughs> five
0: I'm minutes. running for this political office.
7: But yeah. So, so I think it's important to stress for the for the. For the commissioners mm-hmm. to, to keep a, a, a handle on what's going on and make sure you need that, a
0: Sergeant of Arms in there don't you you've got law enforcement there is you? a
7: deputy there, but you don't want to jump right to a deputy grabbing someone so I think it's just important to articulate to that people kind of sets the tone <laughs> well, here's, you, you tell them you got three minutes to talk you, you address the commission don't address because I mean the guy from Veragy maybe he doesn't want to get up there and give a presentation where he, if he wants to take questions that's fine yeah. but he's really there to give a presentation to the commission sure so i get it like why it, it happened but i thought greg definitely jumped to i mean he didn't cuss but i mean like saying that you're tired of this bull crap and just it's it was a little bit much i think for the tone of the meeting gotcha of course i was writing about it so i was just i was just giggling and taking notes for me it's, <laughs> for me it's it's gold <laughs> it's <laughs> I'm enjoying it. And Matt's next to me giggling just as much. So, uh, yeah, so that was basically, it was entertaining. We'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't think you want to be inappropriate as a commissioner during the meeting. And the other two commissioners kind of cooled it down. And um, and Brian Willey has been uh, the county's representative on the project. He's been walking through. He does walkthroughs with the contractor to make sure everything's what we expect and that uh, expenses are reasonable. And so I think he's been doing a good job uh, keeping track of them he said he could give some percentage breakdowns, you know, it just needs to sit down and prepare it. Um, the Verigi guy said, they usually don't, it's, I guess it's called like an EVA. Uh, and he says they usually don't do that for these types of projects. So it was kind of back and forth, but in the end, the commission voted to not do the ADA bathroom and hallway. They did the forensic audit bids. They, I mentioned, they'd opened those bids at the previous meeting. Uh, they ended up, it was between, uh, the the Rubin one and uh, MBD, they ended up going for MBD. This, that's the one the special road districts really wanted them to mm-hmm. pick. Uh, and the collector asked some questions, I guess, as far as if they had experience doing it. I don't know if the collector should be asking questions during it because she is going to, her office is going to be the target of the audit. So, you know, I don't know how much influence she should have on who they pick. I don't know. But it just seemed... She should probably recuse herself when they're talking about it. Gotcha. But, yeah, that was basically it. There wasn't much else going on, and uh, everyone then, we got out of there, and I I had to get out of there anyway, so I had to get out early. So that was the end of the
0: The number, by the way, 573-633-5395. I sent that to you, Jenny, if you uh, would like to uh, chime in here this morning. Appreciate that. Jenny uh, did say uh, that uh, the Veragy Rep. Agreed that uh, they could provide what I asked for. There was no conflict until the county. Uh, this is here until the county project coordinator Brian uh, Willie told Veragi to not provide it. So I guess that uh, was something that you saw there. All right. Well, we're. I think we're going to get the verification here this morning. Caller, go. Uh, hold on just a moment. Let me uh, bring you into the uh, discussion here, and you can, uh, can give your thoughts on that. Let's uh, pull the caller in. All right, caller, go ahead. You're on The Daily Show. Good morning.
9: Hi, KB. Hi. Um, the extended conversation that Dave's referring to at the commission meeting yesterday was me. Jenny Wolf.
7: Come on, Jenny. I try not to use people's names.
9: (laughs) Well, that's okay. Okay. I'm I'm happy. I'm proud of asking these tough questions, and uh, I don't think it's funny, actually. Um, The Verigee rep was standing at the podium, and I was asking... It's difficult in a commission meeting to use the term earned value analysis, because most people don't know what that is. So... I, I, I mentioned to the, to the Verigee rep, who was very nice and very accommodating and did understand what I was asking for, that while they invoiced by type of work, right, flooring, uh, roof, whatever, that's how the invoices are calculated. They report progress in uh, uh, percent, or not in percent complete, but per site four or five different sites of work that are across the courthouse complex, what I ask him is, since we have a lump sum contract for a specific scope of work, could they report their progress as a percent of work complete for each of the work sites, so that, that people that know the work sites can it can make sense of it, otherwise it's all nebulous and you don't, you don't know. And it took uh, a couple of back and forth for him to understand the ask. And when he did, because he's, a, he's experienced, he said, yeah, he said, I can sit at my desk. And he said, it'd take me a minute, but I can make that translation for you. I said, that would be great. I did not ask for an EVA report because I know he would not give me the invoice information, the dollar information. That has to come from the commissioner, and I intend to sunshine it they won't voluntarily give it, but the, the Veragy guy was all on board. Unfortunately, this was a meeting that wasn't videotaped, and then Brian Willie, who is the project coordinator who's supposed to work on behalf of the county, spoke up very aggressively and said, and said Jason, to the Veragy guy, you can't do this. You can't provide this because there are so many unknowns. Well, in this type of project, unknowns are change orders. And there is a specific scope of work that was poorly represented in the contract, but it was there, and there's a lump sum amount of 4.7 whatever it is million dollars that's applied to that specific scope of work. So it should be very easy to know what's 100% of that scope of work and what percent are we complete to this point. And and when I when I made that point, that's when Greg lost it and became aggressive because it was moving into an area that he didn't want to share. So I don't know if we're upside down in this project. I don't know how much money they spent versus how much work has been accomplished. But it's certainly something that the citizens of Camden County should be curious about and, and I think want to know. Um, there was a guest in the room that had worked on nuclear facility plants, and two gentlemen came up to me after the meeting and said, your questions were spot on. This is just project management 101, and your points were very well spoken. So there's my view of what happened yesterday.
0: <clears throat> we're not going to have to escort you out of meetings in the future, are we?
9: You know what? It was a, it was on my bucket list. I was kind of disappointed <laughs> that I didn't really yeah. get the boot. got very close. And I was, I was, it made me proud. Well, you know, any time that, that that Greg flips out is a plus in the community. Was that
0: like, was that like uh, maybe back in your days in the 60s when, you know, you used to go to like a rally or something and everybody used to get rounded up and arrested and thrown in the paddy wagon and taken down <laughs> to the county lockup? It, it was, was
9: it? I was in elementary school in the '60s, so yes, in the '70s, yes. That's
0: okay. True. I, okay, I
7: think Jenny's handled some pretty big projects, so I don't think she has any problem dealing
0: with these guys. Jenny, don't call me Brinkman Wall. There you go, folks. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Good to hear from you this morning.
9: Thanks, KB. You betcha. Bye.
0: Nine fifty-five. How about them apples? So uh, things got a little uh, things got a little worked up, did they? And it's
7: going to happen from time to time. Yeah. It wasn't the worst I've seen, mm-hmm. but like it was, it was, yeah, it was just weird because it's been, he has been pretty mellow. Greg's been pretty mellow at the meetings. And so it was just kind of like, a out of nowhere. Well, maybe he hadn't had his morning coffee yet or didn't have enough of yeah, it or something like that. You never know what's going on with people.
0: Yeah, well, that's true. That's very true. It is uh, 9.55, so anything else that we need to be aware of at this point, or did that pretty much uh, take care of business?
7: Yeah, I think we're just going to wait and see what, what happens. Yeah. I mean, we get the audit. That's going to take a long time,
0: probably. Audits normally do. Right, so. So we probably won't be hearing anything till the middle of next year or maybe later, depending.
7: Yeah, and as far as the project, I think it's interesting. You, you know, they I, I want to say it was supposed to be almost done by now. Yeah. So, you know, we all knew that wasn't going to happen as far as deadlines and-
0: somebody had ask if the developers of the project behind walmart are the same developers that wanted to put in the apartment complex across the street from uh the courthouse and that's a that's a big no that's a no, big negatory not, not so, the same people different-
7: yeah i mean the the other thing about verigee is they are the same ones that did the project at Dare county courthouse mm-hmm. and that was supposed to be open i think this summer
0: now i don't know if you are somebody who's involved with renovations Oh, no, I understand the issues. But renovations normally never come in right on time or sometimes even close to on time because... I I built a house out here. I know how it works. If you've got, uh, you know, costs that uh, run over the budget, if you've got uh, materials, certainly shortages uh, are prevalent now. And uh, what about, uh, you know, having enough people to do the job in this day and age? You don't always get uh, enough workers. So if people were actually sticking to the projected dates that they came up with as far as completing renovations, you're kidding yourself. Right. Yeah. So you can just kick that out the window. Uh, we've got a couple of minutes left before you blow out of here. Uh, any quick stories you can tell us uh, from your LAPD days?
7: So I don't know. Did you see what happened uh, to Nancy Pelosi's husband? Uh-uh. Somebody did a home invasion of his house, like, I think, last night. Uh-huh. He got like injured, like a violent home invasion. Oh. In their house in San Did they Francisco. know it was him? I don't know. Well, they don't know. Right right away, of course, they're like, we're going to investigate to see if there were some ulterior motives Mm -hmm. or something like that. But it's like, obviously didn't own a firearm.
0: Donald Trump will get blamed for this one somehow. I guarantee it. If only
7: he had a firearm, (laughs) that might have gone down differently. (laughs) Yeah. Well, maybe he did. He just couldn't get to it in time. Yeah, I doubt it. I mean, that would have been a great story if Nancy Pelosi's well, husband shot a home invasion robber. And
0: what about the fact that uh, don't they have like armed security in, in in a house like that? Wouldn't
7: you think? Yeah, and it like I guess Monica was asking me the same thing. Like, if they had a, you'd think maybe the security goes with her. Uh-huh. I think for a House Speaker, they might not have security for the family, but you would think that they would have some kind of security. Well, on their own alarms. The problem is like you know, well, in our like when i worked wilshire division we had certain houses that were like vip houses like mm-hmm. we had the mayor's mansion and other properties you you kind of know where the the risky you know where you're going to have problems sure. with celebrities or so we knew some of those houses but yeah a city like san francisco i mean they probably defunded the police so much that like i don't think they're probably responding to alarm calls at this point
0: well and if the police know
7: whose house it is that's right well we hope that that's not the motivating factor <laughs> But yeah, it is kind of, it's just interesting. I mean, obviously you don't want anybody to get hurt by a crime, but it's interesting that her husband would fall victim to something like that where, you know. Did they're he going
0: end to, up in the hospital or something? I,
7: yeah, I think it, they haven't said, ex, they said he's going to recover, but yeah. it's just, I thought it's It's just an interesting story to see.
0: Obviously. Even
7: And and it is it is funny because the rich are going to be the targets, right? Mm-hmm. Because they have money in their houses. So Really, the wealthy are the ones that should want the police to be. San
0: Francisco up. will be the actual first city where the movie Purge is uh, is is played out in uh, in real life. Dave Moppen, thank you, sir. All right, great to see. You're him. welcome. And we will see him again, hopefully next Friday, right back here in the friendly confines of the studio at S R G Financial Advisors. Their world headquarters here in Osage Beach. I want to wish everybody a great weekend ahead of time. Going to be a little cooler, some clouds, maybe some rain. I believe uh, mid-60s tomorrow and then uh, right around 59, 60 degrees on Sunday with a little bit of rain. 89.3, KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. Have yourself an awesome day.